It's just after 8 a.m. on the last Friday in June. The early summer sun is warming downtown Cleveland's concrete, and it's piercing the glass of the city's new convention center, where more than 600 attendees are gathering in a ballroom for Metro Health's annual stakeholders meeting. The highlight of the event is expected to be the unveiling of the architectural design of the system's new main hospital. But in his speech to the crowd, Metro Health President and CEO Dr. Akram Boutros spends less than five minutes talking about it. Changing how buildings look, though, is not as important as what's inside. It's what's inside here that matters most. With a hand on his heart, Dr. Boutros switches gears and begins talking about Metro Health's mission of serving everyone, no matter what. And then he begins to talk about the opioid crisis. The deadliest drug epidemic in the history of the United States. This epidemic kills almost as many Americans each year as died in the 20 years of the Vietnam War. It's an illness that destroys thousands of lives in Cuyahoga County. Not just the lives of those who suffer from opioid use disorder, the lives of all the people who love them too. He then makes a promise to the community, saying that we can shake our heads shake and our swear, heads at, and the swear at the deals. We can blame the drug companies. We can urge our grandmothers to throw out the unused narcotics in their medicine cabinets. But we will not sit back and ask why others are not doing more. We will own our part of the problem, and we will be a part of the solution. Today, Metro Health stands before you to declare that you have our unwavering commitment to do better, our commitment to help everyone we can out of this hell of a disease. I'm Tina Arundel, and this is Prescription for Hope. Over the course of this podcast, we've shared the stories of some of the programs and people at Metro Health who are fighting to end the opioid crisis. We call it Prescription for Hope because these stories moved us. They inspired us. They replaced some of the despair with a light of optimism. Hope has real power. Although it can't be weighed in milligrams or counted out into a prescription bottle, hope can do something real to pain. Dr. Boutros has lived it. Outlook is is a really big deal. So, for example, if you are depressed, your pain tolerance goes down. So sometimes we would have to treat the depression so that you're you're able to take less medications for the chronic pain. I'll give you an example. I think most people who work with me know at the age of 15, I was in a horrific car accident. And people will notice that when I'm doing too much activity, I'll be limping. I have severe arthritis in my left foot. Absolutely, it's one solid mass because almost every bone was broken at the time at the age of 15. So I'm now 55 years old. And so 40 years later, I have constant and consistent pain in my left foot. I don't use medication typically, any type of medication to control my pain. I I use mindfulness to control 
my pain. So I kind of isolate my foot and don't pay attention to it during the day. And only when it gets really terrible do I, I do that. And then I can take some Tylenol or Advil to help the pain. So there are other techniques to do that. And if, I, if you know me, I'm usually pretty bubbly, happy person. And so that increases my pain tolerance compared to not being uh, happy. So when things go wrong at work at home, my pain gets worse. One of the seeds of the opioid epidemic, Dr. Boutros says, was our culture's aversion to pain. The crazy thought that pain needed to be not just treated, but eliminated. They said, well, every person should be pain-free. That is just ridiculous. That is unnatural. That's not why, how we are built. We are built specifically to have pain so we know something is wrong. There's an easy way to have people not in pain. Put them in a coma. You know, who wants to live that way, right? So, so the idea that this is the next vital sign, and that's what we talk to people, is that it's the fifth vital sign. You got you to... Gotta, Take the person's pulse, take their temperature, take their respiration. For some patients, take their weight and also take their pain score, right? And the saliness of how we measured this with a frowny face and a happy face. Understand his frustration. Opioids present a true dilemma for physicians. Our Hippocratic Oath talks about relieving pain and suffering. And that is one of the things that we want to do is relieve suffering for people, but also talks about doing no harm, right? So you have these two concepts now that are fighting each other. You have a medication that relieves suffering really, really well, but has a chance of creating uh, harm, right? Which is people being addicted to it and all sorts of other issues associated with opioid use. So at the end of the day, to the core nature, physicians do want to help people. And as importantly, they do not want to be the reason that people are hurt. So when you discuss it with them in a way that brings them back to the reasons why they went into medicine to begin with, they quickly go from seeing that you're not trying to blame them. You're just saying, we got to do better, and they want to participate in that. So I would tell you that I am surprised by how effective our program has been in such a short period of time. Very surprised. Happily surprised. We've talked about many of these programs during the first six episodes of this podcast. We talked about Project Dawn, which has put the overdose-reversing drug Narcan into the hands of thousands of first responders. We talked about the Ascent program that puts recovering addicts in the emergency room to convince patients to go from the ER directly into treatment. We shared the story of the mother and child dependency program that supports pregnant women struggling with addiction. We told you about our new pain management center that's coordinating care and treatment for people with chronic pain. And we outlined comprehensive efforts to train and educate our doctors to prescribe fewer opioids. 
but we haven't told you how all this is working. We'll let Dr. Boutros do that. Here he is again from June's event. We've been tackling this problem for some time. While others cut opioid prescriptions by 36% in five years, we cut prescriptions by 50% in three and a half years. And while others aim to cut opioid prescriptions by 40% in one year for those suffering from acute pain, Metro Health doctors and providers have slashed the number of opioid pills by 62% in 18 months. And for chronic pain, for which 90% of the pills are prescribed, we reduced the number of opioid pills by 25%. What does that mean? It means three million fewer opioid pills a year. Three million fewer chances that someone will become addicted. Three million fewer chances someone will die. Toward the end of the speech, Dr. Boutros urges guests to check out a model of the new hospital, grab a cup of coffee for the road, and then if, if they don't, don't mind, mind, we'd like you to stop at one last table. On that table, you will find 400 bags. Grab one. Each bag contains Narcan, the overdose reversal agent. With nearly 50,000 opioid deaths a year in the United States, who knows when you'll be needed to save a life? Take one proudly. It's time to overcome the shame and stigma of addiction. As people file out of the big ballroom, a long line forms at a table where members of Metro Health's Office of Opioid Safety are handing out bags with Narcan. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. You know, so stopping fine. over. Sure. Get you, uh, the four milligrams of the Narcan that you're okay. talking about. There's some information inside. Okay. There's an additional pamphlet on, on our office. Okay, thank you. And I'd be happy to hand you a button. Okay, thanks. I hope I never have to use this or know anybody, but I, no, good I morning. There were 400 bags. All of them were taken. If you know someone at risk of opioid overdose, you need a Narcan kit too. Call Metro Health's Office of Opioid Safety. That number is 216-778-5677. Thank you so much for listening to Prescription for Hope. If you like what you heard, please share us with your friends, your family, and social media networks. And leave us a five-star review. It helps get the word out. We'd like to thank the incredible staff at the Office of Opioid Safety, especially Dr. Joan Papp, for all the assistance and inspiration. Thank you to Dr. Boutros, Elizabeth Allen, and Diane Sahetka for supporting this project at every step. Thank you to Mike Mustar for our podcast artwork. Thank you to Jeremy Carroll and Marcy Pelzer for providing early ears and critical feedback. And mark your calendars and stay subscribed. Prescription for Hope will be shifting gears and returning for season two in 2019. Hello, I'm Scott Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to put that laugh in, too.
Hello, my name is Scott Hamilton and I work for the Metro Health Foundation in Corporate Giving. Prescription for Hope is a production of the Metro Health System, which is working hard to become the most admired public hospital system in the nation. Our foundation supports the Office of Opioid Safety. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider donating to sustain the program. Thank you. Is that good?